Welcome to another episode of Balancing the Deficit. This is your host, Cedric Holt. Tonight, or today, whenever you listen to this, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some news. Brittany Griner. So, this lady is a phenomenal athlete. A phenomenal basketball player, and it just—I'm—I'm I'm just in shock. Um, so just to go over her career a little bit, uh, she's won a college title or titles. Uh, she's won a WNBA title, and she has won multiple titles in the in her Russian basketball league. So. Why do I want to talk about this tonight and, you know, like on this platform? Well, I, I see this situation as having multiple layers. If you've been somewhat keeping up with what's been going on with Miss Griner lately or Mrs. Griner, she has been sentenced to a penal colony in Russia for nine years. Um, for quote unquote smuggling drugs into Russia. So, I just want to talk about how did all this come about? The gap in pay between the NBA and the WNBA. How messed up of a situation this is, and just a few takeaway points. First, the pay in the pay gap between the WNBA and the NBA. Why was she in Russia in the first place? Well, in the WNBA, her salary was around $220,000 a year, which is pretty significant. But when you compare this to a to an NBA player, uh, someone like a LeBron or a Kevin Durant, you know, they make $40 million easy. In in Russia, her salary was like $1.5 million per season. So, why was she in Russia? Well, she's making around six to seven times as much as her salary in the WMEA. If I was going to make six to seven times as much, I'd go to a foreign country too. I'm going to lie. And this leads to why the significant gap. I mean, she's a top player. You know, she won the she won a championship. Why why is there such a a huge gap in pay between the NBA and WNBA? Um, the men and the women are doing the same thing. They are shooting shooting balls through hoops and displaying good good athleticism. And you know, like why would I be? more entertained by a man's athletic prowess versus a woman's athletic prowess that they're doing the same thing. Like I respect good play, but, um, I digress. That's a, you know, that's a question that I can't really answer at this point, but you know, it's just, Hey, there's an increasing in pay when she went to Russia. So this brings up 
to the second point. This is a messed up situation because she went to Russia to perform a service to play ball in Russia. Um, not just for the Russian leagues, but for something called the the Euro League. So the team that she played for also performed in a larger basketball league. So she's getting international fame. So the usual. So when it comes to marijuana and and weed in general, the usual punishment for Russia in jail is two years. But because she brought marijuana oil into the country, she was charged with smuggling drugs into Russia. Now, I'm no international diplomat or whatever, but I I don't think that finding drugs in Russia is a hard thing to do. That's just my opinion. I might be wrong, but you don't have to necessarily sneak anything into Russia but I digress or or Europe you don't have to sneak anything into Europe but I digress um, I just see this as the the Russian government as using her as a leverage and just being a pawn in whatever kind of um, scheme that they have like you don't have to give this lady nine years for a substance that is making other people around the world millions of dollars legally. I mean, come on now, nine years that's harsh and unnecessary. You know, like come on now, nine years that's crazy. So this you know, this begs the question: you know, how is the NBA, WNBA going to respond? You know, like, are they going to mention, you know, uh, Brittany Grimes on the shows? Can can NBA players, you know, use their political voice or their voice in general and, you know, like, offer support? Like, hey, free BG, free BG. And I'm, I'm not talking about the New Orleans rapper. I'm talking about Brittany Griner. So it's a, it's a, I'm interested to see how she will be supported. You know, if she is still in jail, you know, like, if she's still in jail when the 2024 Olympics happen, what is the energy going to be like? Uh, if Russia's going to do something, they need to release her before uh, the 2024 Games in Paris because, you know, like, I don't want there to be a negative energy for something that's supposed to enlighten good sports- sportsman conduct. So... If she is if she is released, you know, like will the will the US government give her some slack for traveling with the with the oil, marijuana oil? Because, you know, if you broke the law in Russia, you technically you broke the law in the US too. Like by traveling on an airplane, like are they gonna, you know, try to pursue some kind of litigation against her? I hope not. You know. So for me, what are some takeaway points from this whole situation? Um, what can you, I, take away from this whole situation? First, don't travel with any kind of illegal substance in your in your bag. Um, 
it it was it was great that she didn't get caught in the U.S. Um, the laws for international travel, like if you do travel with marijuana or any kind of substances, that TSA isn't looking for the marijuana, quote unquote. But if they find it, then they have a duty to report it, which means which is which means hey, don't travel with that stuff in your bag, even if it's domestic. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not worth. Uh, it's not worth the punishment, especially with this whole like U.S. Some states are recreational marijuana. Some states are not recreational marijuana. It's, it's it just causes confusion. Um, like how how come some states like California or you know Nevada or Arizona like they have recreational use of marijuana, but other states where if you use marijuana recreationally you'll be thrown in jail and even if you went to jail for a month it can it can wreak havoc on the rest of your life like it's a it's a signal for employers and for anything that you want to do like even going to jail for a week like if you check that box then it's is life changing problems and issues for you so i wouldn't even i wouldn't even travel Especially to a foreign country with illegal drugs without at least understanding the law of the land. Um, she spent multiple seasons in Russia playing ball. So, she, you know, it's, it's a risk that she took. And, you know, I'm not speculating anything, but it's a risk that she took. And, you know, like, she got caught. I think that nine years is um, is crazy to me to spend in, in a detention center or in a penal colony or a Russian jail. Like, there's super harsh laws, man. Super harsh laws. And that's just how I feel about it. Then, so, you know, don't go to a foreign country without understanding a few laws. The other thing is, you know, if a person is upset about you know, Brittany Griner, you know, being locked up, then, you know, I'm upset about a system that disproportionately affects, you know, black people, you know, with marijuana laws, like, especially since it's a business or an enterprise that a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, let's just say it, uh, companies like your Diageo, your Canopy Growth, like these companies, people are making millions and billions of dollars off of marijuana, but in certain states, even owning a little bit can throw you in jail. So the the, the laws are very uneven and unequal. Uh, you know, I just say you know the marijuana industry is making white people rich, but in certain states, black people are being sentenced for the same product. You know, like I put it out there. Um, and like I said before, having a small amount of marijuana and getting arrested can set a person back significantly with regards to career, education, getting loans, like whatever you want to do. So I just wish, you know, I wish the best for Brittany Griner and her family. Um, like just, just being her and in this situation, like she's black, she's female, she's LGBT community. 
uh, the odds are just stacked against her in a country like Russia that is super conservative. And, you know, to be fair, when they arrested her, they arrested her right before they invaded Ukraine. So, you know, that just shows you right there that this is very um, political, that this was a move that was probably planned. And I hate to even say it, that because she's black, female, you know, LGBTQ community, the U.S. might be kind of slow in helping her as well. But I'm an optimist and I'm going to hope for the best. Um, so, again, I just wish the, the best for her family. And this has been another episode of Balancing the Deficit. Peace. Um, please subscribe to the, to the podcast if you have any ideas or thoughts. Um, please share in the comments and tune in for the next episode of Balancing the Deficit.